Welcome to Radio Free Culture from WFMU, where we examine issues at the intersection of digital culture and the arts. My name is Cheyenne Homan, and in this episode, we'll be talking with Ryan Kumarda and Kevin McLeod about Creative Commons music and an upcoming documentary called Royalty Free. Would you like to start by introducing yourselves? My name is Kevin McLeod, and I write music that people use in things quite a lot. And hello, I'm Ryan Camarda. I'm directing a documentary on that guy who makes that music and talks like that. Excellent. So, um, Kevin, can we start with you? Sure. Okay, um, so... Can you tell me how long you've been a composer? Um, I could. I'd probably be wrong. I'm going to guess uh, 10 years. Okay. So uh, since around the same time that Creative Commons started? Uh, yeah. I know. I didn't know about Creative Commons um, when, I, when I first started, but as soon as I learned about it, that was, that was the way to go. Yeah. Did you use a different license before that? Yeah, I just made one up. I'm not sure. Well, I guess anything that pe- people agree on is legal, but uh, it certainly didn't look legal. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't have the uh, the seal and reputation that the Creative Commons license has brought to your work. Right. Nor nor did it have you know fancy words and uh, <laughs> legalese. general legalese and whatever whatever they put into them those things these days. Yeah, so most of your music is, or perhaps all of it, is hosted on incompetech.com. Can you tell me a little bit about the history of that? Uh, yeah, that was just my personal website that I started back in 97. And it was just a place to put things that were interesting to me. And eventually, one day, uh, you know, I did some music and put it up there. And, and things have changed since. So, What sorts of things have changed? Oh, I don't put uh, ramblings of what I had for lunch. You know, that was before blogs. But uh, right now, it's it's a lot more um, it's a lot more stuff driven. It's a lot more lot more music. Uh, occasional discussions about copyright. Yeah, and graph paper. I saw. Oh yeah, graph paper. Tell me about the graph paper. Oh, that that happened uh, also probably sometime in the late '90s, where I was home and I needed a piece of graph paper. And there were no stores open. So I wrote a program to make graph paper. And I thought, oh, maybe somebody else would like to get a thing that can make graph paper PDFs and they can print out graph paper at home. Turns out, yes, turns out quite a lot of people use graph paper. Um, you know, my, my personal life is pretty paper-free these days, but uh, it's, it's apparently still a popular medium. Why did you decide to make music? Was it just a hobby or something you wanted to learn how to do? Oh, uh, well, I did go to school for music education, and then I got hired as a computer programmer, which has literally, I think, nothing to do with that. And and I did that for about 10 years, and then when that job went away, I went back into music. So you're there to stay? It seems that way, yeah. It's It's about the best job you can ever hope to have. Yeah, so are you just a full-time composer now? Yeah, yeah. Excellent. I've read your statement on this, but our listeners may not be familiar. Um, can you give me your statement on why you choose to release your music under royalty-free license? Oh, should, do I have to look it up? 
you don't have to read it word for word, but just sort of share your philosophy on that. It's like, um, so, all right, why would you share your music? Well, why wouldn't you? I, I mean, I don't, maybe I don't have the default position on it, but it seems that if you make things for people to listen to, you would want people to listen to those things that you make. It seems reasonable. It seems axiomatic, yeah. It's right down... Uh, it's like, oh, I'm writing this for people to listen to. Why don't I let people listen to them as much and as easily as possible? Um, so you have about 100 tracks on the Free Music Archive, many more on your own website. Um, right. What have you found are the best or most fruitful platforms to share your work, or is it sort of a hybrid? Um, well, certainly my own website is where most of, most of my downloads come from. Uh, the, uh, yeah, the Free Music Archive has a lot different reach than, than my website, and I've gotten a lot of interest in my music through the distribution there. So primarily the traffic that you get and the licensing that you get, the offers come through your own website then? Yeah, I would, uh, it's pro yeah, probably 90%. Okay. Have you ever considered using any other licenses than uh, CC BY? Uh, yeah, there is. I also use uh, CC0 in, uh, on a few pieces. Um, and that's the thing that is as close to the public domain as you can legally get. Mm -hmm. uh, I have an entire website for that, which is the freepd.com. And uh, there's a bunch of stuff up there that I wrote. There's a bunch of stuff that other people wrote. And, you know, it's that's public domain. Um, as for the other ones, the, the share alike, I find to be problematic. Um, if anyone wants to use it for something and now they have to understand the license and release the thing under that license. Uh, the non-commercial I find to be problematic because there's a giant gray area between what is commercial and what isn't commercial. So I'm, I'm all for simplicity. Yeah, that makes the most sense. And I think that gives you the most um, appeal probably to people looking for works that are licensed in ways that they can use them. Yeah, yeah, I agree. What's your preferred method of, of contact if someone wants to use one of your works? Um, your FAQ says basically, use it for whatever you like. Contact me if you need to. Right. That is correct. The <laughs> FAQ has not lied. Oh, good. Um, I have a really nice uh, music licenses page where you can, you know, get, if you want to do a whatever kind of license you want, but you know, the Creative Commons license, it's very easy to use. You just select the piece or pieces of music, copy and paste the attribution. Uh, couldn't be simpler. Step one, there's basically a step one and that's it. All right. Yeah, it's good to keep it simple. I think a lot of people on the web really are excited about the Creative Commons licensing, but a lot of them don't understand the complexity that you can get into with the, the more restrictive licenses. Right. I mean, and there's complexity even in the in the more liberal licenses. The people who have the like like the license that I use, which is by attribution, people are like, oh, so I want to take all of your music or 20 pieces of it, 
and then create a software tool where people can upload photos and then it'll give them a movie with soundtrack to it. I'm like, actually, that's you can't do that with the Creative Commons license. Because now you're sub-licensing or re-licensing it, and that's that's not a thing you can do. I'm, I'll be happy to work with you and you know do a custom license for that, but th those come through fairly often. There are so many weird license opportunities out there. Yeah, I think with the digital age and people really taking advantage of the accessibility to media, there's got to be things I can't even imagine happening in the media world. <laughs> right. Um, so how lucrative has this decision been to license your music this way? Um, well, thanks for asking. I'm doing well. Thank you. <laughs> That's good to know. I mean, it may be encouraging to people who are considering this option. I, I do recommend it, although I don't know how much longer it's going to live. Yeah, why do you say that? Uh, because I don't know the future. <laughs> um, you, you, if you think, you know, if everyone moves to this model, well, now it's the same amount of money going to 50,000 or 100,000 people as opposed to, say, 10 who are doing it now. Right. But that is kind of what I'm hoping for. That this idea catches on and, and snowballs? Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, so do you do much promotion or has your sort of notoriety just sort of come about as more and more people used your work? Yeah, I do no actual uh, promotion. Like, I don't, I don't buy ads. I don't. Um, occasionally, I go to a conference or a convention, but uh, those have all been uh, terrible, actually, for me. Because it's like, you know, it's me and 30 other composers who are all way better at schmoozing than I am. Like, well, you know what? I didn't really need more work, but uh, wow, I did not know the scene was like this. That's an interesting insight. I wouldn't I wouldn't have uh, anticipated that. So do you have sort of preferred sources of inspiration for your music or does it just come from whatever is going on? Well, typically it'll come from whatever people have sent me, um, you know, whatever, whatever movie I'm working on or whatever video game or the, uh, the inspiration is within that, you know, you just talk to the director, figure out what they're trying to do with it and make it work, make it better. Yeah. So that's a good segue actually to my next question. I understand that you're the subject of a documentary that's in production right now. Would you like to talk <laughs> about that? Yeah, yeah. Now that's a weird thing. <laughs> You've ever had a documentary made about you? Uh, Can't say that I have. <laughs> um, trust me, it's really weird. It'll be interesting. Um, yeah, the uh, Ryan and Ari came to me. I don't know, it was a year, year and a half ago, and they told me more about my life than I knew. <laughs> I'm like, oh. Well, that's interesting. I didn't, hmm. Yeah, maybe, maybe it is an interesting subject. Um, yeah, go ahead. I think it'll be fun. And right now we're in the middle, they're there in the middle of a Kickstarter campaign to, uh, to try and get it funded. Cool. So Ryan, do you want to talk about it from your angle? Uh, sure. What would you like to hear about? Uh, where did this idea come from? Like, where did the inspiration for this, this documentary come from? Well, 
I'd always use Kevin's music um, in college and in my professional work because um, it was good. There was so much, and I just kept returning to it. So I was working on a documentary about um, an actress and about uh, people who believe they're vampires in New York City. And I mean, genuinely believe it and have fangs and everything. And I was editing for a trailer, and I saw... Like, oh, we need music. So we went to Kevin's site. And at this time, my partner was afraid of uh, doing the vampire doc. And uh, so we're, we're kind of looking for something else. And we're like, you know, we've used Kevin's music for years now. Let's actually look him up. So we went on to his IMDb and we saw like a thousand credits. And this kind of blew our minds because, you know, we had never connected the dots before. And it was kind of like opening Pandora's box at that point because um, we saw all the IMDb and then we started really recognizing his songs being everywhere, especially uh, Sneaky Snitch and Cypher, um, amongst a good many others. And... You know, we just kept doing more research and more research. Uh, we found out there's an amusement park in Finland called Power Park. And like 60 to 70% of all their music is Kevin's. Uh, we call it Kevinland for short. And it's been in porn. It's been in uh, the movie Hugo by Martin Scorsese. It's been in pretty much everywhere. And it just, it keeps ballooning and becoming more and more interesting as we really see the reach of just one person who is kind enough to give his music away because music is meant to be heard. In what stage of production are you right now? Uh, we are in the pre-production phase. Um, so we have a, uh, we've been gathering a lot of interview subjects um, such as uh, Lawrence Lessig and the uh, Emily Richards, uh, the head of ccmixter.com. And we have a pretty long list on the uh, website, which we're ever increasing because we really want to make this part of, you know, we want to share this experience with all the other people who love Kevin's music. Um, so one interesting uh, post-production thing we're planning is we would like to have include a lot of YouTube animators who use Kevin's music and incorporate their work into the uh, film. So like when we would explain the difference between copyright and Creative Commons royalty free, we'd like an animated section in order to explain it while making it fun and interesting. That's a good idea. So Kevin, are you going to score your own documentary? I don't think so. Uh, my guess is they're going to use a lot of music that is already existing. One way or another, we're going to use his music. <laughs> um, yeah, and if there's a section that like has like where the emotional depth of it hasn't been covered by something that I've already released, yeah, I'll, I'll write a piece for it, sure. Cool, and will the film be released under a Creative Commons license as well? We're working on that. We would like to release it as a CC BY non-commercial. So we're waiting for after the uh, festival circuit and before we uh, release it to the general public. Uh, most likely, though, we're going to release it CC by uh, non-commercial on YouTube for everyone to uh, watch and share. Cool. Um, anything else you'd like to talk about while we're here? 
you know, we really want to spread the word about Kevin because like me, for years, I had just been using his work and I hadn't connected the dots to realize just how, you know, interesting a story it is. And, you know, it's not just they release his music. Kevin's also fascinating all on his own. So, yeah, we'd like to uh, spread the word and we really need your help in order to make this happen. If you're interested in checking out the Kickstarter, you can simply check out royaltyfree.com slash Kickstarter. All right. Kevin, any thoughts? I, I, sure. I have a lot of thoughts about a lot of things. Uh, nothing in closing, I don't think. Um, although, you know, I'm very excited that uh, I'm in, you know, contact with the, the FMA is such an important thing just for the distribution and the, just the concept of music. Very happy to see that it's still going. Yeah, thank you. We're excited, um, too. I like to reflect on how how Creative Commons and uh, musicians and composers, much like Kevin, is kind of really starting off a musical uh, revolution and a democratization of creativity. Now that people are allowed to actively use uh, free music and all they have to do is credit, I think there's a real you know, revolution in that people can use much more music these days. And it's allowing more people to share their own creative processes and thoughts. Yeah, thank you for that. Um, I don't have any further questions for you all, but I appreciate you joining me this afternoon. Thanks for taking the time out. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you for, uh, for contacting. All right. Thank cheers. you. All right. Bye. Radio Free Culture is produced by WFMU and the Free Music Archive and is supported in part by an award from the National Endowment for the Arts. Our theme song is Smoothest Runes by Thick Business and can be found at freemusicarchive.org.